back to another episode of Cheap Thrills. I'm your host, Etheria, and here's your top stories of the week. And now, here's your top stories in gaming. One of the top stories this week uh, focused on Nintendo having a Pokemon Direct. We'll get into that a little bit later on, but let's get some small news out of the way. Devil May, the Devil May Cry 3 will be coming to the Nintendo Switch February 20th of this year. Now here's the thing. Capcom, the director of the game. Oh my god, I forgot his name. But, um, he went to Twitter and he announced that the game will be coming to the Switch with a couple of special features. One will, it's gonna have three presentations, small presentations before the game release. So they can get people pumped up about what this game is going to be about. Um, next week is going to be one of the first presentations. I don't know what the changes are, but I'm hoping it's going to be about the fighting mechanics. And I'm sure that they're going to, you know, make this game play to the Nintendo Switch's strength as opposed to just porting it over, like they did the first two. Not that the first two were bad, they were actually good ports. But, um, you know, I'm happy to see that it's coming. I'm really happy to see that, you know, there's a lot of support from Capcom with Nintendo. I mean, yes, Capcom is doing a lot of remakes. Let's not talk about Nemesis now. But it's good to see that their, you know, their connection and their partnership is still strong. Saints Row re-election is heading to the Nintendo Switch. Um I I I bought Three? Yeah, I bought three. I think this is the fourth one. Because it's re-election. I don't know if I'm... No, I might just buy it. Because the only reason why I bought three, and I might get this one, is because I like Sandbox Worlds. And, um... It seems like Grand Theft Auto V is now coming to the Switch. Don't say that it's never coming, because you never know what may happen in it. Nintendo's direct, it just might shadow drop it for all we know. But, you know, that would feel that void. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't know when they send that's gonna come out, but I'm sure it's gonna come out really soon. Now, as you guys know, CES 2020 happened over this past week, and Dale. Uh, computer manufacturers they decided 
that they going to have a con what they made a concept of a gaming system not of the alienware even though it's associated with it but they're making the switch and it's supposed to be named alienware ufo now this system is the switch prom and they saw the success of the system this being a switch and they said we can cash in on it now this game system will focus on your steam account your I guess blister cap because it's an actual computer handheld now they didn't go into what's under the hood because it's a concept product it's what they do is they show it off to the public and they gather feedback whether or not if people will buy it I think it's interesting I really do would I buy something like that if I'm being honest with you, yes, and I'm gonna tell you why. The reason why I will buy something like that is because it will. I love my Switch, but sometimes I like to play PC games, but I don't want. What well, I don't care about PC gaming and even though they have some of the best games on any other platform you know I don't like the constant updating and I don't like that you have to meet the minimal requirements of each game it's like it's weird it's it has too many barriers around PC gaming but I don't like that I really don't um but this I'm sure that they can make it to where it's powerful enough to run current and future games whether it's on low settings low settings to medium settings and that's that's enough that's enough because you're able to play these games on the go if you are just a PC head and you don't like to focus on consoles and their exclusives and whatnot so it's good I'm sure that there's a market for it I mean there's a market for the plea um the Nintendo Switch. Why was I thinking about the PSP? But there's a market for handhelds. There always will be a market for handhelds. But when I saw this for the first time, I said, oh, so you guys link the Nintendo Switch Pro. Get on me now. Um, Platinum Games. Now, this was a little bit of information, but here's the thing. Okay, 
Platinum Games was receiving money from Tencent. Now, you know, Tencent is this conglomerate of, of like, companies that help make and manage games. Now, Platinum Games is kind of independent, but I guess they want to be completely independent. So in order for them to do that, they're going to need money and they're going to have to have a, you know, a, a huge investor. And Tencent is stepping up. Now, we don't know the logistics to what's going on with it and whatnot, but from Platinum Games' perspective, it's just that what they want to do is they want to get some capital from Tencent to help them solidify themselves as a complete independent company. Now, I'm sure with these upcoming games and stuff like that, that they're going to have to, you know, pay that money. Well, clearly, they're not going to pay the money back, but it's like, it's just some borrowing and stuff like that. But that's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Now, Xbox is talking about that there's not going to be many, if any, exclusives to the Xbox Series X platform. Now, I know a lot of people may be panicking like, oh my god, what the hell, what the hell? The reason why they did this like this is because, as you guys know, Game Pass. Game Pass is this thing between Xbox Series X and regular PC. Now, they don't want people to be separated. They want everyone to be playing together. And, you know, this is the best way for him to do it. I'm not mad at them. I think that this is beneficiary to the client. And as I've said over this past year, I like their Game Pass. I think that that is a phenomenal... I thought that was the best way how to... Do what you want to do as far as making these games and whatnot. I mean, that's $15 a month, nine, if you're um, exclusive to PC. But you get to play their whole catalog. And if you want to buy that game, you know, you can purchase it. And it can be yours. And it can be in that library. Everyone is going digital. And I think that with Game Pass, that Microsoft is just going up a step before everyone else comes on board. It's subscription-based. And I bet you a million dollars that Sony is going to do the very same thing. Watch.
So let's talk about this Pokemon Diamond. It was early in the morning. Um, there are two games that they focused on. The first one is Pokemon Mystery Dungeons Rescue Team DX, which has a demo out on the Nintendo eShop right now. And um, it's a remake of a game that came out in 1996, I believe. Um, it's fun. It's fun. There were a lot of people that were, I'm surprised that they got like great feedback surrounding that game. They had like a huge fan base. Did I get it when it first came out? Mm-mm. No, I didn't. Um, and Pokemon Sword and Shield will be getting its DLC. Uh, will be getting DLC. I'm happy that they are, um, they decide to take this game and to, to, to lean into DLC. Now, you get two expansions, okay? Now, the first one will be this year. Well, they're, they're both going to be this year, but early this year, the first one is the Isle of Armor. And then the second one is the Crown Thunder. It will be having between both of these expansions, you can get more than two, well not more than, but 200 Pokemon will be returning that are uncatchable and um, sword and shield. And that will be through home, the Pokemon home. That will be releasing next month. And there are going to be, majority of them are going to be the legendary Pokemon. Which is exciting for me. Because I love the, and, you know, the three Cinder, Cinder Rabbit. What is these guys named? Galarian, Slowpoke, that will be coming. Um... Kabu, he's a legendary. Cinderace, Cinderace, what was I thinking? Cinder Rabbit, Cinder Rabbit, and Teleon, and Ripperbone, they have the ability now to be not just Giga, Giga Max, Giga Max, but their forms will be different. And I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Now, Clayrex will be legendary. Now, it would be a psychic glass type legendary Pokemon. And that will be in the Crown Tundra expansion. Um, along with some, some past 
Mortez? Zapados? Articuno? Those are some wow, those are um, Ruby and Sapphire. Jesus, there's so many, so many that are coming back. And now, within these regions, there are also going to be, you know, raids that's going to um, have more than enough new Pokemon that show up. Or are we imagining of those that we are familiar with? A lot. That was a lot of information. Now, let me try to find the dates to some of them. Oh my god. A Gigamite Blastoise? Venusaur? It is too much. Now, you know this is going to cost $30. Now, if you pay $30, which is available for pre-order right now, you get both packages. This is not $60 DLC. This is just $30. And a lot of people were confused behind that. For whatever reason, I don't know. Like, guys, reading comprehension here, okay? My gosh, so much. I'm just gathering the information, guys. I don't want you guys to... Let astray. <sighs> okay. Oh, oh my gosh. I almost forgot about that one. So, there's a, a new game for Batman that will be possibly coming out this year. Then, um, that was teased by the WB Montreal. It could be about the Court of Crows, but it's definitely going to be focused around Gotham Police Department because that's just the emblem that they had put out on social media across Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And someone you know, composed all of the images that came out, and that is what they came up with. So, we don't know anything about it. We don't know whether or not if it's going to come out this year. But, considering that if they want to do it at this year, they might want to start talking about it within the next couple of months. Because they're not going to reveal this game at E3. That's not how you do that. Because that could possibly mean that it's you know further than what it probably is now you know that WB was building or they were making some um, other bad thing games but you know that got shut down two games in fact and I guess they probably use the same not mechanics but the same assets of those two games and decide to make 
this game. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, guys, check out Nintendo eShop. They have a huge sale. Huge. Um, and that will be going through the 16th. That was just a little promo. I don't know why. I've seen it and I was like, okay. Alright. I'm trying to see if there's anything huge. Oh! Now I know you guys want me to talk about this PS5 label that was like, oh my god. They did it at CES. It's just a label that we all knew that was, we already knew how it was going to look. And you got these PS fanboys losing their minds. Now, they said some things, they had some additional things, right? But we already know about it. I mean, like, Mark Cerny talked about it within an interview. He was like, look, guys, it's going to be cool. But here's the thing. I think that they're downplaying this like they are because I believe that the Series X is going to be more powerful. I really do, and I think that it's going to be, what's going to push the PS5, which I'm excited for, is its exclusives. But, again, we don't know. We don't know. And people are on the edge, again, again, I will say this, until both of them systems come out, because they're all going to be surprised. It's not going to be about power. It's going to be about features and services this next generation. And I'm hopeful that Sony is going to play this right. But I do appreciate Microsoft getting their message out before all of this come to light. They just, they, they got out, they told you what their system looks like, they told you what powerful their system are, and you're going to have to go with it, guys. Hmm. Again, I'm just looking through some things like that. Um, yeah. I guess that are, those were the top stories in gaming. Let's move on to pop culture. And now, here's your top stories in pop culture. Okay, guys, so you remember a a couple of months ago about that whole April Little Fizz and Omarion drama that was going on? Well, 
I guess that they were trying to whip up the public to, you know, watch their programs or whatnot. I don't know. I I knew it was a mess from the get-go, but it appears that April and Little Fears are done. And I guess the storyline didn't pan out. And it goes to show, guys, that you don't gotta be doing it for the gram, or you don't gotta be doing it for the clicks and whatnot. I mean, if he cared about her, if he did like her, and vice versa, because I'm not you know, saying that she was not a part of this whole shenanigans either. They could have kept that personal. And what I mean by personal, I mean it could have shown on the show. But it could have been like, you know, organic. As opposed to manufactured and whatnot. But they didn't want to do it like that. And now that they're over with, okay, they're going to have to sort that out. And Little Fizz and Omarion's relationship could possibly fracture even further because she she lost both of them. She lost both of them. I'm like, girl, read the room. Don't date your... Why are you dating him? That doesn't make any sense. But I guess she figured that that was the best way for her to, you know, stay relevant. I mean, have some man that you know personally, but you sleep with him. It makes you look easy. And again, I will be the first one to tell I do not mind some woman or guy, in fact, being a hog. Do what you want to do with your body. But there's a decorum to it. And she didn't play her role in that decorum. won't talk too much about the Golden Globes because we all knew that it was going to be a mess. Not that I'm trying to stand on my soapbox or whatnot, but there was not one black person that won an award at that ceremony. Ricky Gervais got dragged every one of them there. He called them out. He called them out. He was like, stop trying to act like and he was a highlight. It's so funny that his monologue was better than the whole show. But he called them out. He was like, stop trying to act like you guys are better than everyone else or that you are aware of what's going on when in fact you don't. Get up here Thank your little, um, your agent and when I called Apple them out, called Amazon them out, because they try to, you know, seem like they're the moral company and whatnot, but in, in real life, no, they're not. And that goes for every major corporation. I mean, like, they're 
their human rights that are not only violated, but just some of them are just tossed to the side. But then you got these actors and stuff like that, which they just want to go out and act and do what they do best. You know, they're seldom their own integrity for these these roles and whatnot. And here's the thing, and this is what I've always said about acting and whatnot in that world. What's the problem? with Hollywood is they latch on to a selective few and it's like they're showing up in every other movie and I'm like you shouldn't be I mean expand your horizons as far as who's going to be playing in your movies, it's not you shouldn't be playing the same same person. You shouldn't be playing the same person. But they can't do that. They they only think about money and whatnot. And when you think about money, morally you become further and further more bankrupt. But yeah, it was trash. I'm glad I didn't watch it. I enjoyed Ricky Gervais' uh, monologue. Nobody ain't got no time to doubt. No one ain't got no time for me. However, that being said, I am happy that Aquafina got a golden glove. That girl, that young lady, she, she worked for that. She's funny, but she's not. She's not Tiffany Haddish. If I'm being honest. Because Tiffany Haddish is funny as well. But Tiffany Haddish is. In your face funny. I feel like she overdoes it. But. Aquafina, She's funny. Subtly, like she's just a naturally funny person, and again, I believe that Tiffany Haddish is very, she's a very funny person too. But I feel that she has to put on in order to be seen, and I'm like, no, 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 we like you, just be you. Our Kelly girlfriends, one girl name was um, Jocelyn and the other one was Ariel and those were the two girls that went on Gail's show and was defending R. Kelly saying that he didn't do anything to them but one of the girls, you know, one of the girls moved out moved out and moved back with her family and she was coming back to get her things and I think it was um Jocelyn and Jocelyn got into a fight with her talking about why you you know backing down and you know betraying R. Kelly and whatnot 
this was all done via Instagram Live. So, it looks messy, but it goes to show how manipulative these predators are. I'm glad that that young lady is back with her family. I don't know what's going to happen to Jocelyn. She was, of course, picked up, but she's now free. Um, it was messy. It was messy. R. Kelly should never be in these. That man is a monster. Lizzo. Um, Juliana. She's a fitness and I think her last name is Richards, if I'm not mistaken. Um, she was saying that she believes Lizzo to be overweight and that she should not be celebrating her fatness. And Here's the thing. I I'm a fit person, okay? And if I see someone like Lizzo, the only time I will become concerned about Lizzo and her weight is if there are some visible complications that shows that she's out of breath or she's not fit or she's become very, very sick. But you have to understand there are some big bone people in this world. And some of them are as healthy as an ox. Okay? Excuse that. That's messing what I'm at. But um, they're healthy and that's okay for them. But here's the thing, if that's how they get down and they're happy about it, who am I to say different? But she, being a fitness person, she just wanted to make a point to America, because Lord knows how fat we are, um, that you shouldn't glorify obesity. Not saying that Lizzo is glorifying that, because Lizzo is not glorifying being fat. Lizzo is glorifying being comfortable in your own skin. Now, Lizzo is a big girl, but that's just outwards. Just because she's big doesn't mean that she's not healthy. Now, she went on social media, this is Lizzo, and responded to her with, keep your name, keep my name out your mouth and everything would be fine. She had a right to defend herself because we don't know Lizzo's life and we are not her doctors and whatnot. But Julianne had a, a point. I guess what I'm trying to say 
is guys if you don't know that person's then don't talk on it don't inject your opinions about that person's life unless you are living that person's life because everyone focus on these um these bitch girls and whatnot but they don't focus on these girls who glorify changing their bodies like these super small waist and just stuffing their body with all of that child love do what you like however don't do it for the gram don't do it to be feel like you need to do it in order to fit in do it because you want to do it but because that's dangerous there that is dangerous not everyone has the money or the maintenance or the doctors like a Kim Kardashian those Kardashians in the line you know I'm, I can never look for someone who has a body like those those are very unattainable bodies and what I mean by unattainable is that that's maintenance you have to be you have to maintain that because working out that's not just gonna work so I think the last part of this is let's talk about this Harry and Megan fiasco that is going on over there in the UK Harry and Megan announced on their page that they are going to take a step back from their senior roles and this has a lot of people up in arms oh my gosh and okay I'm going to I don't like that the opinion shows and the news over in the UK is placing this on Megan Harry is a grown ass man grown and we have to look as to the reason why they're doing it I believe that Harry has always wanted to do this Harry has always been known as the black sheep of that family and this is not a black sheep like oh my god we're ashamed of him no what I'm saying is is that Harry always wanted to break from tradition because it's it's not a lovely lifestyle you are not your own person yes you are part of the monarchy and whatnot but you are not your own person and he saw from a child what this life does to a person and he had every right he has every right to not want to be a part of it 
Furthermore, he has every right to not want his family to be a part of it. That's why they didn't jump the gun for, as far as, you know, getting Master Rich, Master Archie. Richard, I don't know what I'm talking about there. Master Archie, like his titles and whatnot, because he just doesn't want... He sees the forest for the trees. And he's like, he doesn't want his kid and his wife to go through that. He took the blunt of it, growing up into it, and he's, he's always going to be royal. There's no change in that. I'm sorry. I know you guys think that, you know, oh, well, we're not going to pay for all of this and his security and all that. Sweetheart, you pay the queen. The queen pays her son, and his father gives him money because that is entitled to him. It's entitled. But the only reason why you guys are upset is, uh, let's be 100% honest with each other. You believe that you don't want to, you don't want to pay for Megan. And he knows this because you guys like looking at her like, I don't want to pay for that. That black thing over there. She should be doing what she, she should, she should be having her own money. He sees it. He sees the, the racism that comes out over there. And he's like, look, if that's how y'all feel, then let us go. We don't need to deal with this. I'm sure that man is smart enough and he knows how to make money. Everyone's going to want to know, you know, work with him. But you guys just didn't want Megan to have any time with that. It's really unfortunate talking about oh my god she um they should be more thankful for the queen that should have gave her you know a better warning they shouldn't have did what they did I'm like sweetheart the queen already knew what they didn't expect is they didn't expect them to just drop out like they did and it's a move it's a power move that literally we don't know What's going on behind closed doors? We don't know. But whatever is going on behind closed doors encouraged that young man to say, I don't want no parts in this. And then they want to just say, like, you know, oh my God, he's abandoning this post. He's not abandoning this post. He said it in his then post that he's not going to give up his role in the monarchy as far as for the queen. He just wants a bit more independence. You guys know he's not going to see that crown. So why do y'all care? You care because everyone over there is blaming Meghan Markle. And I don't understand why you guys are blaming her. Harry is a grown man. I hope that they sort this out. 
I really do. And furthermore, I hope that they find a place abroad. And, you know, right now it's, it's difficult. It's complicated. Emotions are running high and whatnot. But they'll be able to bounce back from this. Once they, and, and I get from the queen, she's like, It's just breaking protocol, but it's not going to kill them, okay? That young man is going to be royal until the day he died. He just is. And so it's, I'm, I'm, the only person that can break from it is really is Megan because if she divorces him, which I'm sure that that's not going to happen, that that's what's going to, you know, she can lose her title, but that young Master Archie, he won't lose it because he's born into it. I don't like the racism that's going on around it. I really don't. And for God's sakes, stop putting all of it on Megan. And that is the top stories in pop culture. Also follow us on Twitter at Chief Podcast 01. 